0: Welcome back to the Suruj Podcast. The previous chapter ended with Bidhi-chan telling Guru Hargobind how he had secured the south side of Kartarpur, pushing back the Turk forces that were making an advance and killing Koja Anvar, one of the main Turk commanders. So chapter 24 now begins describing Guru Hargobind in battle on the west side of Gartarpur. Guru Hargobind is shooting off arrows here at the Turks. Rifles are sounding off and the bullets are hitting the warriors. Some are falling down in great pain. The blood is flowing now on the battlefield. Warriors are falling off their horses. These horses are now roaming the battlefield without their riders. Guru Hargobun is extremely enraged here sending off arrows. He's not letting any Thurk remain standing. Now shifting scenes we are heading north to the side of Kartarpur. Bandit Khan here is leading the Turk forces, and he's shooting his arrows, but none of his arrows are hitting the mark. His forces are constantly getting shot down, but he's amazed that none of his arrows are hitting the Sikhs. The Turks now on the north side have lost their spirit and are not advancing. They are seeing the devastating effect that the Sikh rifle and bullfire are having on them. So now we shift scenes again to the east side of Kertarpur. Here. Kutub Khan is leading the attack against the Sikhs, and the Sikhs are commanded by the Brahmin Sikh Malakjati. Both sides were firing their rifles and bows. The Turks were trying to advance into the city from this side, but the Sikhs were putting up a stiff resistance. These beautiful warriors were not afraid of fighting at all, even though the Sikhs now were incurring some casualties. Some were being cut down by the Turks. The warriors were now being, uh, were now cutting each other up, The distance has been closed, and it looked like as if the warriors were distributing meat, cutting each other up into different pieces. Some warriors' faces were being slashed. Other cowards saw this and had their face go pale in horror, and they ran away. So across Gurdharapura on all sides, there was a horrific battle being waged, and the corpses were piling up. Guru Hargum was shooting off arrows, just decimating the Turk forces, inspiring cowardice in all of the Turks. Many ran away because of this. He was continually just shooting off arrows like rain, requesting new uh, full quivers filled with arrows when he ran out. These arrows were viciously sharp. The arrowheads were made from Damascus wood steel. Some of the arrowheads were wide and would go straight through the Turk soldiers and their horses. The Tork forces were wondering. They were saying, you know, who is so powerful that they can shoot off these viciously wide, powerful arrows? Who is who has such a powerful bow that they can achieve this? Is there anybody in the world that's powerful to do this? One arrow is taking up to twenty people out, and thousands have died due to this barrage of arrows. So the Turg soldiers were now cowering, seeing the damage done from the arrows coming from Kartarpur. The Turks would then reposition themselves to areas where there wasn't any bow uh, and arrow fire, but would quickly be met again with arrow fire after the Six repositioned. They were now beginning to regret their attack on Kartarpur, thinking that, you know, why did we mount and mobilize against Kartarpur? Six were shooting off vast amounts of matchlock rifle fire as well. It was just raining bullets. They would then reload by pouring in gunpowder into their barrel stuffing their bullets, often two at a time, into the barrel, before using their match to ignite the gun, to fire off the rifle again. So many Turks now were dying from this rifle fire. It was as if Kurtarpur itself was a forest fire, and the Turks were moths, all intoxicated from seeing the fire. They would fly into it and burn themselves to death. All around the sides of Kurtarpur, there was a war happening, and wherever the Turks were making advances, bidhi Chand and Guru Hargobhan would go there and attack to repel the Torks, shooting off their arrows. The smoke from the rifle fire was creating clouds of smoke in the air, and the flash from the rifle appeared like lightning shining through the clouds. The entire city was now filled with this dust and smoke, and the Torks were having a difficult time because of this. The vultures were now flying down to eat the dead bodies which were piling up dogs and jackals were also coming in in hordes to the battlefield to satisfy themselves with the rotting meat Joginis were drinking the blood of the warriors while the battle drums and bells were sounding off in the battlefield many corpses were piling up now and it appeared like a second wall had been formed around Kotagpur. the piling up the corpses were like a mountain and the blood flowing from the pile were like rivers streaming down the mountain there were so many dead bodies there was just hands cut off, limbs cut off, heads separated from torsos, uh, dead horses on the ground as well. The heads appeared like big, big boulders on a mountain. The limbs appeared like branches and fall, from fallen trees on this mountain of corpses. The tails and the hair of the horses looked like grass on this mountain of corpses. Everybody looking at this horrific sight was in shock, and they couldn't fathom how so many of their soldiers were dying against such few amount of Sikhs, they were wrapped up in this thought about what happened and couldn't say anything. They were now unable to press forward and many of them had lost their spirit. They were standing far away from Kartarpur now, in terrible anxiety about how to approach the city. Kale Khan, the main general of the Turks, was shocked at this, that his troops were not pressing forward, You know how they were afraid and they were not fighting with any vigor anymore. So now Kaleh Khan was thinking that, you know, we have suffered a great loss here in the amount of troops. We should reorganize and bring everybody together and attack all at once, all in one spot, rather than spread out across the city. He was thinking we will press in and attack viciously from one side. We either need to make Guru Harguban retreat, die in the battle, or we should capture him. So the order went out to all the Toriks to reorganize under the command of Gale Khan and fight from one direction. So all the troops now then repositioned to where Kali Khan was. This was on the west side of the city of Kirtarpur. So Osman Khan, the son-in-law from, of Bandikhan, Khan, came there with his army that suffered defeat from the south side of Kirtarpur. His warriors were had all lost hope and were all terrified at the six at this point. Qutb Khan also left the east side of Kirtarpur and came to uh, Kali Khan's side so Pandekhan also came from the north side, down to where Kali Khan was. All the generals now were together and they were creating their battle plan of how they should all at once attack this side. They were telling Pandekhan to get ready now to attack and remember the promise that he said to Shah Jahan that he would capture Guru Harguman. Qutub Khan then chimes in saying that yes, this is the right plan that we have here. Now we shouldn't wait any longer and we should attack with all our forces at once to kill or capture Guru Hargoband. Bandikhan then replies arrogantly saying, I've seen that Guru Harguman is staying far away from us, but I'll press in and I'll close the distance. I will capture Guru Hargoband. Just provide some support and pressure so that his army cannot stop me from closing the distance against him. Protect me from his troops and I will go in. Asman Khan heard this and said, I'll provide the cover fire with arrows against the sick forces just so that you can go in. Don't wait any longer now, so we'll prevent the sick forces from attacking you, and you jump in. In this way, this idiot and all of these idiots, the commanders, were making this scheme, but it was as if death was enticing them to their end. The battle drums were now sounding off, and they were preparing their attack. Baba Gurditta was there in the battle as well, sending off his arrows, killing countless Turks. Baba Gurdita was shooting his arrows with such force that the arrows were going straight through the enemies, into the ground. He was on horseback, riding within the gate, within the city, providing support wherever needed. The Sikh forces would be inspired when seeing Baba Gurditta. In seeing that he was providing support on their side, they would fight with even more passion, sending the Turk forces running. Surajmal and Tegh Bahadur now have joined the fight as well. On horseback, they were also roaming within the city's walls, providing support in the battle wherever they could. The wives of Guru Hargobind tried to stop the young ones, Surajmal and Tegh Bahadur, from joining the battle, but they couldn't stop them. Mata Nanaki and Mata Murvahi, the wives of Guru Hargobind, with their nieces, have now climbed on the roof of their residence to watch the battle. They saw the massive army of the Turks and the horrors of war, how countless warriors and horses were dying in the battlefield. They were looking and watching Guru Hargobhan roaming in the battlefield, waging war. They were terrified seeing this. And because of this they were praying and saying, Guru Nanak, please help and protect us all. The women were thinking of their sons, hoping to send their servants to tell them to stop fighting in the battle. The kids, Surajmal and Teh would not listen and they would say, We are weapon bearers, shasartaris. We are warriors, we are shatris who are not afraid. Leaving the battlefield, this is not what we would do. We will kill many warriors in the battlefield, just like our father. Just in the same way we will kill many turks, so we will not leave the battlefield. Saying this, they were sending off viciously sharp arrows against the turks. When the Sikhs saw that the turks were repositioning as one, the Sikhs also did the same. Malakjati, Bidijan, and the other 6 commanders, they all regrouped. So their white clothing was now stained with blood from the battle. So all the Sikh warriors regrouped. Supplies were now given out to the warriors. Gunpowder, arrows, water and food was also distributed to refresh the warriors. Both armies were now facing each other off after regrouping, and the battle drums were now sounding off again. The battle now Had been taking place for about three hours since sunrise so now it was about 8-9 a.m in the morning and the turks were extremely tired from this battle. They had begun this battle at around 2-3 a.m in the morning so they had been fighting for about seven hours now and they had traveled through the night so the turks were extremely exhausted facing the stiff resistance at, at Kartarpur. So this is where chapter 25 ends now in the next chapter the turks will try again to attack Kartarpur With their new strategy facing off against the Sikh forces, who are led by the main Sikh commander, Lakhu. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we would like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. (laughs) Sharna Paringa, Tetariga, Katigati Karagia, who are spent thousands of the Aloys